the author hangout episode number 102 and see the difference between that is that you as the author have crafted your beliefs on why this book is important why this story needs to be heard then you tell them how you've done it by crafting it around this specific character in the world they live in and then ultimately you tell them what it is it's my book this is the form that I've chosen to deliver to you for this important story. Welcome to the Author Hangout, where we interview best-selling authors and experts in the book publishing industry to reveal the tips and advice you need to succeed as an author in today's publishing landscape. Enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Sean Manaher. Welcome to another episode of the Author Hangout, where authors like you learn how to sell more books through the lessons, experience, and wisdom from their fellow authors. He's a story architect, podcast launch strategist, and keynote speaker with a passion for helping New York Times bestselling authors, influencers, and business owners craft unforgettable audio stories. In addition to contributing to publications such as the Huffington Post and the Good Men Project, he hosts Daring and Rye, a podcast miniseries documenting the launch of a daring life. Here to share his own story and unique insights is the founder of StoryPopStudios.com, Rye Taylor. Rye, thanks for joining me on the Author Hangout. Sean, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm really excited about this conversation we're going to have today. Why don't you jump right in and tell us your story uh, as uh, somebody involved in the book industry. How'd you get your start? Well, it's interesting how I got my start in this industry because this inter- my industry in introduction with authors was actually a bit of an accident. I started off as a podcaster because I was really interested in audio, and specifically I wanted to learn the best way to tell a story. That led to voiceover work because on a whim one day I actually auditioned for an audiobook. And this combination actually led me to the need for intentional media marketing for the many authors that I actually connected with. I realized they were crafting these amazing books and nobody was listening to them. So I I started to actually connect with them, learning the marketing skills and tactics that it really takes for authors. And that's kind of how I found myself in this position. I like to... I kind of like to say I'm an undercover influencer because uh, <laughs> many many of you have never heard of me, but I'm probably influenced the marketing of someone you probably have, and that's uh, that's that's my my skill set. That's excellent. And when you look at uh, just a quick side note on the audio books and the audio side for authors and using that as a medium to connect with uh, readers, where's that going? What's the trend on that? Well, the trend is actually. It's phenomenal growth. In fact, I believe the market in Audible.com said there was something like a, a triple, uh, triple uh, their uh, income in, in a matter of uh, just a year or two. I can't remember the numbers, the statistics, mm-hmm. but there's been quite a bit of uh, growth in that sector. So for authors not to do that, I think it's it's really a travesty to their own book because it opens up an audience that may not be able to read your book, but they want to read your book. And the only way that they can do that, if they have young kids, for example, is to actually plug in their earbuds while they're doing other things like washing the dishes or going to the gym. They still want to read, but they can't sit down and take the time. 
And with the audiobook and that trend, is it difficult for authors? And maybe are we going to go into this a little bit about the process of doing an audiobook for authors? Or do you want to cover that later? Yeah, most definitely. We can definitely go through that process because it is, it's a simpler process than most people think. And uh, a lot of people are intimidated by the the idea of having an audiobook because they want to voice it or they don't feel like they can find the right voice. But it's actually a much simpler process than many many authors okay. think it's eaten that it is. Well, let's hook people a little bit. Uh, why don't we? We'll catch that at the end of this next segment. And just a- asking you, what do you do for authors? How do you help them? Well, I help in a variety of ways. Ultimately, I help with media services, writing services, and graphic design. So anything from book trailers to podcast launches to audiobooks, I help in that whole setup. And also writing services like uh, for those uh, those authors that have never published or or crafted or formatted something, we have somebody that actually can help with create space service, book launch coaching, etc. So, what does then somebody do if how, how do they know that they're a candidate for what you're looking to do? It's interesting. The candidacy process for me, particularly right now, is if you look at my websites, you're not going to find the majority of my income or the services that I offer. And this is actually done by intention at first because the only way individuals know about me is through word of mouth. So most of the people that I work with are authors that have recommended me to another author. And I've found that to be a great way to really become that undercover influencer, to really connect with the people that I know are serious about this because they're seeking, they're searching, they're reaching out. And that won't always be the case because I'm going to have to scale this up at some time and actually have a website dedicated to these services so that other people can find it. But right now I'm at a, at a level that there's so many people that are connecting with me just because of these referrals that it's mm. keeping me busy. So in talking about keeping you busy, why don't we dive into that whole idea of publishing in an audiobook? What does that look like? for the authors that are listening. And considering some of the authors, they're all mix and match. So you have people that are just starting, people who are best-selling authors looking to leverage another platform. So why don't you walk us through? Sure. There's a couple of ways that you can do this. One, you can hire somebody to manage the audiobook and actually take care of the process for you. But a lot of people aren't in a position to actually pay for that service. And that's where websites like ACX.com come into play. And ACX is a great platform. It's owned by Amazon. And it's a subsidiary, or it's a subcategory uh, of Audible.com, which is also owned by Amazon. So what that does is it actually presents the uh, self-published author with an opportunity to connect with voiceover artists all over the world for their particular story. And they'll get, they put their book up there, they give a little synopsis of it, they share that, and then the, the uh, voiceover artist will actually audition for that little snippet of their book, and they're going to find the right voice for their project. And it's a really exciting thing. A lot of people also think that money is a big issue for that. So what they do at ACX ACX is they give you two options. One, you can do something called paid per finished hour, and that is a specific amount for how many hours is uh, that are read in your Mm -hmm. book. 
Or the other option is actually a royalty share option. And the royalty share option means that your voiceover person is going to trust that you're going to market the book, they're going to market the audiobook as well, and that you two together will be a success. So the voiceover artist doesn't get paid unless you do and vice versa. Wow. Which one wins? Like, which one have you seen work really well? Actually, I have seen both work uh, quite well. It really depends. Now, most of the royalty share uh, projects, there are quite a few on ACX right now. And the, most of the royalty share projects have to be something really desirable now for the voiceover artist. Because it's got to make sense. If you're going to spend 40, 60, 80 hours on a book or more, you're going to want to have some kind of return on that investment of time. And so there is uh, there is a neat thing about royalty shares. In fact, I did a royalty share book several years ago when I was first starting out. And that thing, yeah. I still get royalty checks from that thing every single month. And it was just a silly children's book. But mm. it still pays off to this day. So there's an impact for royalty share. The great thing about the per-finished per hour payment is once you're done with a voiceover artist, you never have to have that connection point again, and you get to keep all the profits. Of course, you share that with Amazon, but you keep all the profits sure. uh, with that split. And with the one option where it's paid for finished hour, mm -hmm. what kind of costs are we looking for with that? It, it really ranges. It can go anywhere from $50 per finished hour all the way up to four to 600 per finished hour. Usually what I've found is the average is around 100 and 150 per finished hour, and that is a completely uh, edited, finished product. So they are not only getting the voiceover artist, but they're getting a produced, fully produced book. And in that 150 on average, so it's it may take 40 to 80 hours, so they could just multiply whatever that average is times whatever that uh, total hours it's going to take. Well, exactly, but it's per finished hour. So what that means is, uh, uh, so if we've, I, I don't have the uh, the length in front of me, but right. I believe a 40 to 50,000 book, uh, word book is going to be about eight hours. So that's how much you would actually get charged for, not the 40 hours that it takes to actually produce wow. that eight hours. Okay. Okay, that's fantastic then. Yes, it's a great deal for the author, and it's also a great deal for the voiceover artist if they've got their workflow in, a, in the, if they've done it in a proper way. So you're the, the audio professional and expert, right? So I need to, some insight on this. How do you know if you got the right voice for that project how do you know the the voice that you're listening to is it just a gut feel or are you kind of like when you're advising your clients how are you getting them to pick the right artist well it really depends you know ultimately if it's with me i'm managing that project so i'm listening for key things i'm listening for the quality of the audio the microphone that they use the uh, the person that they have doing their production, their post-production, because that's a vital part, too. You could have a great voice, but they stink at editing. And if you have, <laughs> if you have yeah. that, I mean, you, you don't have anything. So some of those elements you're just going to have to think through. But if you're doing it on your own, which is possible, you can do this on your own. You've got to really just not only listen to the voice, listen to the room that they're speaking in, listen to the editing process, actually listen for all those cutoffs and the obnoxious breaths. Have they taken those out or are they leaving those types of things in? 
Are there a lot of stopping and starting points that make it feel jittery? All those types of things have to be listened to. So for an author, you've just got to listen very carefully when you're, you're preparing an audiobook. So you've helped uh, write lots of uh, authors write, publish, market their book, get podcasts going, mm-hmm. and you've seen lots of challenges. Can you talk to us about one challenge that you've seen one of your authors face and what you did, either themselves or, or you helping them, did to overcome that challenge? Sure. I think the biggest struggle that most authors have is the focus at the marketing stage. You know, they've labored, labored over this novel or nonfiction, and, and many expect that the world's just going to take notice because of the, all their hard work. And unfortunately, they don't take a lot of action when it comes to the marketing stage. They're just hoping that since they struggled through this process of, of uh, I've, I've heard it related often to an author, their first, first book in particular is like having a baby, that struggle mm-hmm. of, of getting that pro- you know, created that story created is is the same struggle that it goes through as in child labor. But I'm convinced that Simon uh, Sinek he was uh, he did the book uh, start with why. Maybe you've heard of it. Mm, I think he's got a great idea for most authors as well, because most authors are doing it backwards. They're marketing backwards and it costs them a great deal in the end. It's I mean, this is what they do. They do the what, how and why. And they, what? I have created an amazing book. Why? Or how? You can buy my book at Amazon and these fine retailers. Why? Is it tells the what if story of a Nazi winning World War II. Okay? Mm. So that's, that's backwards to what really is effective in marketing. If you start with a why, then this is how it goes. Why? I believe that an alternate history can lead to a better future. How? By crafting a story showing the atrocities of the Nazis in the post-world, in a post-war success through the eyes of a Jew named Moshi, I believe you will understand the impact of an isolationist America. What? You can discover the past and how it really influences the paths of the future in my new book available at Amazon and these fine retailers. And see, the difference between that is that you as the author, have crafted your beliefs on why this book is important, why this story needs to be heard. Then you tell them how you've done it by crafting it around this specific character in the world they live in. And then ultimately, you tell them what it is. It's my book. This is the form that I've chosen to deliver to you for this important story. That's fantastic. I want to buy the book. <laughs> and, and, and seriously, this is just this is exactly the reason why I do this, why you do this is this this transfer of beliefs. It's just this idea of an idea that you communicate. And I love that of moving from the what, how and why to the why, how and what. Give me an idea of somebody that you work with that transitioned from they were doing it the old way and now this is the way you're talking well what happened ooh, wow that's that's a good one there's a lot of uh instances for this some a lot of the people that i work with have an idea of this they've got this concept that they're still struggling with but um without you know without uh, giving permission for a specific author i'm just sure. gonna i'm gonna give you her first name of annie annie was in this situation that she had created an amazing book the what that you're going to be able to buy soon on Amazon and these fine retailers. 
and then her what she explains it it's actually her personal story now the problem is that that doesn't interact with anyone it doesn't convince anyone of anything and so what we did with her particular scenario is flip that around and we started the marketing process with a book trailer for her specifically and the book trailer actually told a section of her story in a very engaging way it led the listener to ache for more information it left them in a position that if they didn't buy the book they wouldn't have that resolution in their life and that is exactly what you want for a marketing tactic you want to make sure that you're not just selling them a great book you know you've got a great book what you're doing is you're giving them something that they ache for resolution they need to buy your book to know why this happens to know how it happens and that is so important. So with Annie's particular project, we're still actually just about to launch this particular project. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to see how this goes. But she's got it in the right order now. And I believe that she'll be a success, even though she is in a very small niche, a very small niche. I believe that it'll be a success because she started with her why. She's told them her story and why she believes what she believes. And this is a lot of your clients are in the nonfiction side, is that correct? Yes, most are in the nonfiction it, side. It, and to hear you communicate the way in which you're you're styling this, the why, how, and what, uh, to evoke the emotions of the idea of this aching for more information, and just considering how authors who are listening in, they're fiction writers, how powerful that would be in capturing the imagination by instead of focusing on the what first. Mm-hmm. They're focusing on the why and really capturing the imagination of the readers. I, I'm really excited for authors listening in and uh, connecting with you more about that piece. Well, that's why I wanted to share the story, you know, that alternate history of the Nazis you know, winning World War II. Yeah. Because ultimately, that's just fiction, but sure. still it can be very powerful because you start with a why that you as the author believe in an alternate history leading to a better future. So, right, you had talked about that authors struggle with focus, and you gave us this idea of transforming, starting with the why first. Simon said a great video on YouTube, by the way, about this, uh, if you're looking for a video on that. But why don't you dive into a specific marketing tactic that is working well for your clients or even for yourself? Unpack that, share with authors how they can implement that into their strategies. Well, I would encourage people, and this is the biggest marketing tactic. I'm an audio guy. I love audio. I love to connect with people with audio. And ultimately, I believe that audio attracts intimacy for authors as well. So I'll give you a great example of someone that is a current client. His name is Bob Berg. Bob Berg has an international best-selling book called The Go-Giver and many books after that. Now, here's the thing that he's done, though. Instead of selling a book, he is sharing a brand. And that brand has him as the central focus. He is the one that is, is, is the brand. He embodies the go-giver lifestyle. Now, the great thing about the go-giver specifically is he is sharing with other people. He believes that serving others will actually bring you a great deal of success. I believe his quote that he uses is, uh, yeah, I, I wanted to make sure I got it right. But he says that money is the echo of value. And I think that is a great way to put it. And so what he has done is he has put his money where his mouth is and invested in a podcast. 
we launched him, we got him taken care of, got him uh, where he needed to be in iTunes and Google Play and all the other directories. <clears throat> and now he has an intimate connection with his audience. He's not just selling a book anymore. He is selling a belief. And that belief is established with the Go-Giver brand and him as the central focus of that. And that is... That's the power of book marketing. And one thing that I would encourage authors to do is really consider how can you connect and be intimate with your audience, whether that be a blog or a podcast or some other form of uh, social media. You need that intimacy. You need that connection point to where they know your beliefs, but they're also able to interact with those beliefs and tell you how they're feeling. And, Rye, you are likely exhibiting the same pattern and behavior that many authors who are listening in right now are exhibiting or are, are thinking about is that you're kind of this undercover influencer and you're connecting with people and it's not a very clear and obvious way. You don't have, right, you, your services aren't here. Go find the service from Rye Taylor. Mm -hmm. What are you doing to make those connections in deliver this word of mouth? Because who doesn't want word of mouth, right? Mm. What are you doing to cultivate that environment? Well, I offer my services are premium services. And I've been intentional about that because what I do is I charge a good amount, but I also give them more value than they ever anticipate in their entire lives. I make sure that I bend over backwards for each and every client and make sure that they know that their particular project, their particular book, their particular brand is essential to me, my life, and my success. I believe in what they're doing. And so with that, that kernel to uh, my clients, that they mm -hmm. know that, that they can trust what I'm doing, it's not just about getting a paycheck, but it's actually to deliver what they believe into the lives of a bigger audience. That's, uh, that has led to a huge amount of referrals. People know that I'm their champion, and that authors know that, and that has made a big difference in my my personal life and my personal business. In the application that I absolutely see for authors with readers who are not necessarily in the nonfiction space, but the fiction space, is that their attention to the readers and knowing that they're going to deliver on a systematic and regular basis of books. We just had Rachel Van Dyken, a National New York Times bestselling author, who talked about early on, and even today, she's spending three hours a day on social media connecting with her audience, and they just know that not only are they going to get a, a great product by way of the books, but they're going to get the attention that they just don't they just don't see it anywhere else. Mm. And you talking about more value than they ever anticipated, I think that just lends towards creating an environment, even going forward in the future, right, that to make a difference in today's crowded environment, you just need to be different. Well, you do. You've got to be different. And any author worth their salt, any book, fiction or nonfiction, what are they trying to do? They're trying to create more value in what they've written than anyone ever expected. And so I think they're looking for that when they partner with somebody for marketing, but they also need to realize it's not about, oh, I've created this amazing thing by my book. It's about your beliefs and why this can change their lives. So in looking at 
the things that authors could do if they were just starting as an author, as self-published, what would be three things that you would tell them to do to help them to sell more books? Mm, that would be a good question. I, I like that question. I'm trying to think of the best uh, best three. One, I would find the platform that fits your voice. For example, I can't stand Twitter. Everybody loves Twitter. I can't stand it. That is not a good place for my voice because I'm a storyteller at heart. And so 144 characters really drives me bananas. Now, there's some people that can tell a story in that. But one, the first thing that I would say is find the platform that fits your voice, whether that be podcasting, Facebook, or other social media platforms. Make sure that you have your voice. Now, once you have your voice, make sure that you establish the character and the world they live in. Is that you? Is it the book or the brand that you're trying to sell? Whatever it is, you need to establish that character in the world they live in. That's basic for authors, but many authors forget that in the marketing process. They've done it in their books, but they forget to tell an engaging story in their marketing. Mm. And that's a big deal. And the third thing would be to create intimacy. Once you have some followers, even if it's 10 people on an email list, once you have those followers, make sure to just pour value into them. Connect with them. Make sure that they are having that interaction with you back and forth because that intimacy creates loyalty. And that loyalty creates referrals and shares and, and, and people buying your book just to give to other people. Intimacy is a big key. And real quick, in establishing characters outside of the world of the book, what does that look like? Well, it depends on the particular book. But let's say that uh, let's say that you're doing a business book, for example. What you want to do is you want to establish a specific character, whether that be you as the author or a specific character in your book, for example. Uh, the Go-Giver is a great example, and I'm forgetting the name of the, the protagonist right now. But mm. the protagonist is a it, it's a parable. The story is a parable. And so at the center, at the core of everything about the Go-Giver brand is this parable of the protagonist and the world that they live in. He starts as a go-getter. And he's, he's always wanting to get things. He's always wanted to manipulate and, and, and make the situation to where it's all about what he can receive. And at the end of the book, he realizes it is about adding value to others' lives. It is about connecting with one another. It is about furthering not only yourself, but those individuals around you. And this transformation, this character transformation in the world that he lives in, has been shared in their marketing uh, very successfully. And that's just one great example. So you can, it doesn't matter if it's fiction or nonfiction, find a character, either yourself or a protagonist in your book, and then dive into their world and make sure that other people understand the world they live in. Thanks, Ray. And as we close then this episode out of the Author Hangout, why don't we share with people how they can connect with you, then we'll say goodbye. Yeah, most definitely. You can connect with me at rytaylor.com or at Story Pop Studios. I have a mastermind that goes on there. And like I said, if you need the secret services right now of what we're doing as far as the, the, the uh, media side of things for your marketing in the books, just connect with me at rye at rytaylor.com and we'll have a conversation. Thank you so much for being part of the Author Hangout. Everything that you share will be found on the show notes at theauthorhangout.com. Thanks again, Ryan. Hey, thanks so much, Sean. It was a pleasure. Getting reviews for your latest ebook has never been easier. 
Yeah, you could pay $400 for some review services or try and manage hunting down people to gift your book, track your book, and hopefully get some reviews or you could use Reading Deals review program at readingdeals.com slash reviews to simplify the entire process. Our Amazon compliant, simple and affordable review program puts your book in the hands of our very hungry readers at Reading Deals. Honest reviews, affordable reviews, simplified process. Go to readingdeals.com slash reviews for more details. Thanks for listening to the Author Hangout. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Stitcher to get the new episodes delivered directly to your device. Watch the video from this episode and get the transcript at theauthorhangout.com. The Author Hangout is brought to you by bookmarketingtools.com.